Welcome to the SJSU Green Campus Podcast, a podcast about a range of sustainability and social issues that impact the SJSU campus and the broader community, hosted by the student interns from the San Jose State University Office of Sustainability. everyone, my name is Shivangi Patel and my pronouns are she, her, and welcome to episode 9 of the SJSU Green Campus Podcast. Today I'm accompanied by the interns of the SJSU Office of Sustainability. Hi everyone, my name is Mara and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, I'm Zina and um, my pronouns are she, her. Hi, I'm Jasmine, my pronouns are she, her. Hi, I'm Srija and my pronouns are she and her. Today, we're embarking on an eye-opening journey into the fascinating world of fashion, exploring the intricate relationship between fast fashion and the imperative need for sustainability. In our modern society, fashion has become more than just clothing. It has become a statement of identity and expression. However, beneath the surface of glamorous runways and trendy styles lies a complex reality that demands our attention. Fast fashion, with its rapid production and mass consumption, has revolutionized the way we shop and dress. It tantalizes us with ever-changing trends and affordable prices, enticing us to continually refresh our wardrobes. But as we delve deeper, we uncover the profound impact this industry has on our planet, on the lives of garment workers, and on the future of fashion itself. Sustainability, on the other hand, calls for a more thoughtful and responsible approach to clothing production and consumption. It urges us to consider the environmental, social, and ethical consequences of our fashion choices. Sustainable fashion represents a shift towards a more mindful and conscious industry, one that values quality over quantity and prioritizes the well-being of both people and the planet. Throughout this podcast, we will explore the true cost of fast fashion, the environmental consequences of our fashion choices, and the importance of supporting sustainable practices. We'll uncover the inspiring initiatives of brands and individuals striving to make a positive impact, and most importantly, We'll discover how each one of us can be a part of the transformative movement. Fashion wasn't always as destructive of an industry. Clothes shopping used to be an occasional event, something that happened a few times a year when the seasons changed or when we agree what we had. But about 30 years ago, something became different. Clothing became cheaper, trend cycles sped up, and shopping became a weekly hobby for many. Enter fast fashion and the global chains that now dominate our high streets and online shopping. But what is fast fashion, and why is it so bad? Well, fast fashion can be defined as a cheap, trendy clothing that samples ideas from catwalk or celebrity culture and turns them into garments at breakneck speed to meet consumer demand. The idea is to get the newest styles on the market as fast as possible, so shoppers can snap up while they can at the height of their popularity, and then sadly discard them after a few wear. It plays into this idea that outfit repeating is a fashion faux pas, and if you want to stay relevant, you have to sport the latest looks as they happen. It forms a key part of this toxic system of overproduction and consumption that has made fashion one of the world's largest polluters. What are the environmental concerns? 1. Water consumption The fashion industry is one of the largest consumers of water globally. 
It takes around 2,700 liters of water to produce one cotton t-shirt, similar to the amount of a person might drink over three years. 2. Chemical and water pollution. Textile dyeing is the second largest polluter of water. Harmful chemical from dyeing processes often end up in the water bodies causing pollution and negatively impact aquatic life. Number three, carbon emissions. The fashion industry accounts for about 10% of global carbon emissions, more than the emissions of all international flights and maritime shipping combined. The production, transportation, and disposal of clothing contribute to these emissions. Number four, waste generation. The average consumer now purchases 60% more items of clothing compared to 15 years ago and keeps them for about half as long. This leads to an abundance of clothing waste and ends up in landfill taking years to decompose. And number five, microplastic pollution. Synthetic fibers commonly used in fast fashion shed microplastics when washed. These microplastics enter water systems and oceans, causing harm to marine ecosystems and potentially entering the human food chain. So what are the social justice concerns that come with fast fashion? One of them is exploitive labor practices. Fast fashion relies heavily on cheap labor in developing countries where workers often face low wages, unsafe working conditions, and limited labor rights. Some factories even employ child labor, denying children their right to education and a healthy childhood. Another is a lack of unionization. Labor unions and collective bargaining are essential for protecting workers' rights and ensuring fair working conditions. However, fast fashion companies often discourage or prevent workers from unionizing, denying them a powerful tool for advocacy. And another being gender inequality. The majority of workers in the fashion industry, particularly in garment factories, are women. And gender-based discrimination and harassment can be prevalent, creating an environment where women's rights are not fully respected. So you may be wondering what a call to action may be. Let's take a moment to shed a light on an inspiring initiative that is making a difference right on a university campus. The closed closet of San Jose State University, nestled within the Office of Sustainability, is a beacon of hope for promoting sustainability in conscious fashion choices among students. to dive into how the Office of Sustainability at San Jose State University gets involved to say no to fast fashion. Jasmine, why aren't you tell to our listeners about the fantastic things you do in the clothes closet? Our primary goal with the clothing closet is to make sure that every SJSU student has access to the clothing that they need. Uh, we know that college life can be tough, and not everyone has the resources to buy new clothes whenever they want. That's where we step in. That's truly amazing, Jasmine. So, what kind of clothing items do you have available in the closet? Great question, Moral. In the clothing closet, we have a variety of items ranging from basic tops, bottoms, to jackets, and even undergarments like bras, underwear, and socks. And the best part is, everything is either new or gently used and thoroughly cleaned. We want to ensure that the students have access to clean, comfortable, and stylish clothing that suits their needs. 
Wow, that's such a tough initiative. Now I know uh, there must be some guidelines and steps for students to follow when they visit a close closing. Can you walk us through that? Absolutely. So with the body, a student body of 30,000, it's important that we make the process fair and efficient for everyone. So here are the steps and guidelines we encourage all students to follow. First, each student is allowed one appointment per semester. You'll have around 15 minutes inside the closet to select the items you need. Um, you can show us your SJSU ID to verify your student status, and we have a guideline posted about the number of items you can take during your appointment. And for those interested in renting cap and gowns, we've got you covered too. A small deposit secures your gown, and you can get the money back when you return it. That sounds very organized and fair, Jasmine. Now, uh, about those caps and guns, uh, could you elaborate a bit more on how the process works? Sure. So the cap and gown process is a bit different from the regular clothing section. We offer gowns for rent as a deposit. You provide $20 when you take a gown and you'll get that money back when you return the gown. This way we can ensure that as many students as possible can access essential items for graduation. It's fantastic that you're making graduation attire accessible too. So uh, once the students have selected their clothing or rented uh, their gowns, uh, what happens next? After the appointment, I'll help you check out and guide you to any additional features we might have available at the time. This could include school supplies and any extra clothing we might have in stock. The whole process is pretty straightforward and usually doesn't take more than 20 minutes. That's so convenient for busy students. And before we wrap up, could you uh, let our listener know how they can get involved by donating? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're always grateful for donations, whether it's clothing you think college students might wear or not, we find a use for it. You can drop off your donations in a container outside our office, even after office hours, so every contribution counts. And please help us spread the word to friends, family, and fellow students. So besides the closed closet, other actions you can take is rethinking impulse buying before making a purchase. Take a moment to consider whether you truly need the item and how often you'll wear it. Avoid impulse buying and prioritize quality over quantity. You can support local artisanal, um, supporting those local artisans and design designers who create unique sustainable fashion pieces supporting local businesses reduces carbon emissions associated with shipping and supports your community another thing that 